Hello, and welcome to Design Beat, where we share the stories of creative women who dance to the beat of their own drum. We hope you come away uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. Today, we're talking with Abby from the Peach Vintage. You may know her from Instagram. She has the most hilarious reels. I have been following along for a few months now and I just had to have her on the podcast. She is a business owner. She sells vintage clothing. She's also a clothing designer and just a ray of sunshine. We talked about how her business came to be, her processes for sourcing and shooting her clothes and listing them, some challenges she faced when starting out, how she gets inspiration for her reels, and some sneak peeks into what she has coming for her shop. This was a super fun one and you are going to love it. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you about our design contract template made with Kirsty Lockmiller, who we chatted with last week. Super thorough contract template. A really great option for those of you who are not quite ready to hire your own lawyer, but you want a really great contract. You can find it at designbeatpodcast.com slash contract. All right, here's Abby. Good morning, Abby. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is going to be a blast. I'm so excited to talk to you in, not in real life, in real time. I'm so used to watching all your hilarious reels. I feel like we're already friends. I think we are. I think we are. That's how reels work. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm glad you feel that way. (laughs) So we'll start with some icebreaker questions. Perfect. I'm excited. First question. What is your favorite snack? Oh, that is a quick, easy answer. Soft pretzels. Soft pretzels oh, with cheese I or mustard. Love. <gasps> yes, mustard. Yes. <laughs> I love a soft pretzel with mustard. Oh, my word. I do too. That Every every birthday, I go to the mall and get a mall pretzel for my birthday, and it's my favorite. Yes. Thing. What's it called? <laughs> What's the mall place? Pretzel maker. That's pretzel at least maker. the one in Utah yeah. that I used to go to all the time. Yeah. I specifically went to a mall to get pretzel maker and it had closed oh my gosh that's heartbreaking i drove no. like 30 minutes <laughs> no that is just awful the the mall by my parents house the mall that i grew up with i like knew the woman she she has worked there my entire life she Aww. had like big blue eyeshadow for her whole life and she ran it and yeah every birthday i'm that's just like so cool. how you doing hey <laughs> for real. oh my gosh i love that oh Soft pretzels are everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. What is your favorite show? Oh my gosh. Okay, that's a bigger question. Um, I feel like I have too many, but I will say my current favorite that we're watching right now. Um, we actually just started Jack Reacher on Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Is that the one with John Krasinski? No, that's Jack Ryan. Right. I know. I get them all freaking mixed up. When so my husband jacks. was like, we need to watch this. I was like, we already did. But this one is new. This one, okay. at least newer. It sounds familiar. It's really good. It's Who's fun. in that? I'm like, I, I cannot remember his freaking name right now. Um, 
very attractive. So bonus for watching. Um, but it's super fun. I, I cannot, I don't even know the guy's name. We'll have to look it up, but look it, look it's it up. really, really good. It's and so it's familiar. fun. We love like, I am obsessed with crime stuff and like action. Mm. So this is a really fun one for that. Ooh, okay. I'll have to look that one up. Okay. Are you a, I always get this wrong, early bird, <laughs> morning bird. It's early yes. bird. Early bird, early bird or night owl? Definitely a night owl. Early bird is like that. It's like painful to try to drag me out of bed. And my kid just started preschool, and we have Ooh. to be. We're like up at six thirty every morning. And I mean, I'm like on. We're on week three right now, and I'm like, what have I just signed myself up for? <laughs> I'm definitely a night owl. I could stay up for hours and hours and never realize how late it is. And that's when I like to be awake. Oh, I, in one of our other interviews, I, somebody said they were a morning person and I was like, yeah, me too. And my husband texted me last week. He's like, I'm listening to your podcast and you are not a morning person. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> calls you right out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love, I've always loved staying up late. Like it's just so fun to me, but it's just life just goes better if you're up before the kids. Yes. Get started on the day. So I'm yes. I'm really trying <laughs> to become a morning person. Oh my word. Me freaking too. I know. And I've I've definitely become a smarter night owl where I'm like, Abby, I know this is your time. So you can stay up till 10 p.m. But you have to go to bed because then you're gonna be so pissed the rest of tomorrow and that is not okay. So I'm like working on it too. Oh, it's it's a real struggle. Yes. Okay, last question. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh no. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> oh no. This just sounds so creepy. I will <laughs> I just like have too many. But he Daniel Craig. Let's go. It it will either yes. be Daniel Craig or Idris Elba. But I oh, feel like Idris Elba is less creepy. I don't know. Why but is that creepy? I'm just like there's a big age difference is all. Yeah. Here, you know, but, but it's Daniel Craig. Like but yeah. it's Daniel Craig. I don't think I it mean... counts when it's Daniel Craig. <laughs> okay, wait, except for I mean I'm saying those but my absolute always go to is Harry Styles. Oh, just yeah. 100%. I, I also, though, Harry like, want to be Harry Styles. I know. So. I was like, I look up to him as an icon, almost. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Do you to him, or do you, like, want to be him? Like, I'm like, cool? I think Harry Styles is my higher self, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. That, so, there's that. Maybe it's a little self-love. I just want to be more like that. But, yeah. I love Harry Styles. We almost named our dog Harry Styles. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. It was between Ringo Starr and Harry Styles. We went with Ringo. I love that. Because if it was Harry Styles, I'd have to say Harry Styles. Yeah. I couldn't just say Harry. Harry Styles, don't poop on my carpet. (laughs) (laughs) I love when dogs have, like, first and last names. Like Gilmore Girls, Paul Anka. Yes. Oh, my word. That's my favorite thing. I love it so much. Okay. Abby, do you want to give us a little background on you, how you got into vintage, all the things? Absolutely. Yes. So I think I was like 13 years old. I remember going to a little activity with a bunch of 
also 13-year-old girls um, in my neighborhood. And one of the moms took us over to the local thrift store and we each had a budget. I th- I feel like it was like five bucks or something. There were only a couple of us. Um, and it was to teach us some budgeting skills and like being thrifty um, to be like, I don't know, every kid needs to learn. I feel like I was 13, maybe I was younger, but um, every kid needs to learn. This is the money you have to spend. You can either get one thing or you can get like 12 things, you know, you have no idea. So it was really fun. We all went to the thrift store and I had never been there before. And it was like a few blocks from my house. And it was like, I went into an amusement park. I was just like, why did I never know this existed? And this is the funnest (laughs) place ever. And it's like a treasure hunt. I just fell absolutely in love. And so then I was constantly asking my parents if we could go and my mom shopped at that very thrift store, but she had not ever taken me probably because it was like a nice getaway without kids. Yeah. Now that I'm a mom, I get that. But um, <laughs> so she was like, really? You you just love that thrift store? And I'm like, yeah, I'm obsessed. So anyway, I was always begging my parents. And literally the moment I could drive at 16, I was like, this is where we're going. I will load up my sisters in the car. That's fine. Let's just go to the thrift store. And Aww. I got my first job, spending all my money there. So I have loved thrifting and vintage for years and years, um, but didn't really realize I could make a job out of it um, until, oh man. Now I think it's in April, it'll be four years that I've had my, my shop. And um, I was, it was just like my getaway. Thrifting was just my like de-stressor and I loved it. I loved wandering through and seeing what I could find and always finding all the vintage goodies that I was just like, this is so old. And like, so many people have used this before. And now it can be part of my life. And that blew my mind. And I got home one day and was talking to my husband. And I was like, just showing him these pictures on my phone. I was like, look at what I found this and this and this, but I didn't bring them home because either they weren't my size, or we lived in this tiny little apartment, you know, I was like, we don't need it. But I really wanted to get it. And my husband was like, why don't you like you're crazy good at finding this stuff why don't you find it for other people and I was like I don't really know like I I couldn't understand exactly how that concept would work and he's like well what if that's like your business like what if you go and find all these awesome things and then you sell them and I was like light bulb like oh yeah that would be like my dream life I did I don't know I didn't think that could happen and it kind of started from there that's amazing it was a blast. It's all about the hunt, like yes. finding that piece that you know so many people love. Because I love thrifting too. My friends are like just going and searching. It's just not – I'm like, but the high that you get when you find a treasure, it's yes. so fun. It absolutely is. And I think I like that challenge because I feel, I feel like it makes me feel like I'm special somehow, you know, because yeah. I'm the one who like I dug forever this. and found this. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't <laughs> like I just walked into this store at the mall and saw something beautiful and now I own it. I'm like, no, no, no. Nobody else has this thing. Or if they do, yes. they're 85 and there's only four of them or, you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. It takes a lot of patience. Yes. Right. Sometimes you go in and there's not much or nothing. You exactly. just kind of have to be consistent with it. Yes. So what is, is there anything, can you think of anything specifically that is like such a good find? Like, what do you get really excited about? I know you had a reel about like finding plaids around fall time. Yes. Like yes. what's your favorite? 
Um, I think one of my favorites, um, my favorite thing to look for are just the old like labels. I just love when mm. I can find something that I know because of the, I mean, you guys get this with the fonts that were used, the colors that were used, all of that, where I'm like, oh my word, I can automatically say like what time period this was from and then get yeah. home and do more research and get it a little bit more narrowed down. But I feel like, I feel like that's my favorite with clothes. Um, but I, I do love a good furniture piece as well. Mm. That's so cool. If you guys haven't checked out Skillshare yet, you need to. You can learn about pretty much any creative field from the best of the best. And one thing I love about Skillshare is that you don't have to pay per class. You just get a membership and you have access to all of their classes. And it's self-paced, so you can start as many classes as you want. You don't have to finish anything. You can jump around. If you want to brush up on any of your skills or learn something new, Skillshare is a really great place to do that. You can get 40% off an annual membership at the link in our show notes. So take us through your process day to day from finding a piece. Sounds like you do research on it, list it. Can you like take us through that process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely the most fun part is the finding. Um, I love, yeah, I love going through the stores for hours and hours. Um searching for beautiful things. Then I load up my car. It's usually packed to the brim. I come home and that's where like it all begins because some things need mending, like they'll, they'll be missing buttons or they'll have Mm. stains or things like that. And I like to go through and take care of each item as much as I can. Not all of them can be saved, which is like heartbreaking. Um, Mm. but I do think they can still be saved. You just have to do it. You have to think about it a little differently. Um, so I work through, um, as much mending and saving as I possibly can or reusing. Um, and then there's a lot of, when I find an item that like, I don't know much about, or even what size it is, some things are handmade. Some things are just like so old that the tag is like worn through. You can't see anything on it. I really like to do the research on those and just kind of, I mean, it's it's tons of Googling. There are specific websites that I like have now in my repertoire that I go to and check to see if they have anything like this that they can recommend or a lot of it helps having gone to art school to understand how design works. And I'm like, well, I know that these these styles were in in the 1960s. So that's what this mm. brings about. But this type of fabric shows me that it was not probably from the sixties and it's probably a retro piece, which is just a recreation in modern times of a vintage piece. Did Um, you study fashion? I actually did not. I, I have studied fashion on my own now over the last Mm -hmm. many, many years, but I actually studied photography um, and worked as a photographer for a little while. And now I work as a photographer for my own brand. Um, but most of it has been like a buildup of learning through trial and error, but also just practice. And like Mm. when you're going and searching for these things every single week, you start to just pick up things. Like I can now feel fabrics with my hands and know a lot of the time what the fabric is, but also, um, when it was made and, like if you can hand wash or machine wash it, if it should be cold or hot, all sorts of things like that, that just kind of build up over time with practice. Um, but then that in that- such a skill. 
Oh my word. It's, it's a really fun thing that is like a little hidden superpower. I didn't know I could ever have, you know, my mother-in-law has, she collects antique like milk glass and she's done. She used to have her own flea market actually. And now she like, will do shows every once in a while, but thrifting with her, I'm like, look, isn't this, this is nice. Right. And she's like, no, that's cheap. Yes. This is such an amazing fight. I'm like, these look the same to me. How do you right. know? Oh my word. It's so true. It is so true. I'll have plenty of things like that too. Even my husband, he'll be like, Oh, look how cool this is. And I'll be like, actually, and talk about it, you know, but I'm like trying to do it in a nice way. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah this, that looks really cool. We're not taking it home, but it does look cool. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you do research. Do you try and find a year and a brand and you so you can add it into your listings? I do. I'm I'm definitely someone who's not as worried about brands. Um, I'm more because that's just kind of how I am with fashion in general, is I'm not a big brand person. I never have been. I'm I'm not too worried about that. Um, unless it like absolutely sets the piece apart because of, because I, I don't know if it's vintage Chanel, that's just like going to be a whole different ball game, you know, because there yeah. are people who care about brands. Um, but for me, I feel like I like them more. I like clothing more like a painter likes their paints because I'm just like, how is this going to lay on a body? How is this going? What are the colors going to do for skin tone and hair? And how are the shapes going to work um, mm-hmm. more than brands? But I do love, especially if I can find a year or like a range. I just feel like I personally am so much more drawn to a piece if I can be like, okay, that's a really cool jacket. And wait, did she say that's from 1963? Then I'm mm-hmm. going to for sure have that because that's going to be my little icebreaker and be like, oh my gosh, thank you. It's so cute, right? It's from the 60s. And that just <laughs> makes me feel cooler. Um, so I do yeah. that kind of research and then do so much photo photographing. I was going to say so much photo shoots, but that's not correct English. Um, <laughs> I do photo shoots just in my living room and so much editing and listing and it goes from there. Oh. That is so cool. So do you do like any in-person markets or anything or is it all online? You know, so it's been quite a mix. Um, our our biggest like uh, income and like the best sales we used to have were through pop-ups and mm-hmm. those were so much fun. Those were just like the most meaningful part of the business because so much of it is uh, being a stay-at-home mom and working and talking and working with myself, you know, you just kind of are like, I need human connection. And Mm. so I loved doing markets and getting to meet people and talk with everybody and then show people why something is so cool, because there's only so much that can be conveyed through photos. And I do my very best, but I'm just like, oh, I want you to be able to feel this and like, see how cool this is. But of course, the pandemic It's weird Mm -hmm. for me to think that people could be listening to this episode when this is not a reality anymore, but who knows, you know? So I'm like, I I feel like, I feel like it's never going to end. No, exactly. And I'm like, (laughs) I feel like annoying to bring it up, but I'm also like, well, that's just life because that shifted everything. It's just life. Mm -hmm. Yes. In fact, we had, we had a spot in a store in downtown Salt Lake 
um, for about a year. And actually I was, it was a huge Wait, are you in Utah? No, I was. I oh, uh, I'm like, I just wait, moved. <laughs> we just moved out of Utah in uh, August. Of You're like East year. Coast, right? Yeah, we're actually Southern. Um, we're in oh. Southern Mississippi, coastal Mississippi. Okay, yeah, it's a blast. It's so much fun. But before that, we were in Salt Lake, and uh, I had we had a spot in this amazing store downtown Salt Lake called Atelier. And I love them so much. And it was just a huge opportunity for me business-wise because everything else had been pop-ups and online until they uh, reached out to me. And the week we put our stuff in the store, the, all the closures happened for no. 2020 pandemic. And I was like, no, Worst they, they handled it. Yes, they handled it so well. They did everything great. But it was also a little bit of like a blessing in disguise that we were already online based because at least I didn't have to make yeah. these huge changes to what I was already doing. I just didn't get to have this extra fun that I was excited about, but yeah. it all worked out. <laughs> oh man. So I feel like on that note, you've really pivoted in the online space and have been maybe like through the pandemic, would you say you've been pushed to make these amazing, hilarious reels? <laughs> I I would say it's through the pandemic that has made that happen. I feel like I feel like it's literally become the most fun part of my business now. Um as well as I mean probably the most profitable not really? making money from reels. Come on Instagram, like monetize that. That'd be so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um but because of all of the people that it has brought in and yeah. I think reels have been the online way for me to be able to share my personality and kind of like make those human connections that I used to do at markets, um, yeah. but in an online way. Yeah. Well, like I said, you're so good at that, like making us feel like we're friends with you. Like, oh my gosh. You're, that's because you are. That's, that's you how it, it is, you know? I'm like, especially, especially as a stay-at-home mom and we're all in this pandemic together but apart I'm like this is my friends so I'm yeah. so thankful for it yeah and like do you have like a process because like do you have a goal like I want to make this many reels a week or how do you come up with your ideas absolutely um okay so a few answers to those questions one I do I do have um like a goal for how many reels per week, not necessarily that I will make per week because I was doing that for a while. And then I just got burnt out. I was just like, I don't, I don't have any more ideas. Like I, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm no longer funny. I was like freaking out, but um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Well, it's all downhill from here. So awesome. Um, <laughs> but I do try to post about three a week. Um, I typically have three days a week that are like my have become my best for engagement. And those are when I try to share my reels. Um, they also mm -hmm. just line up with the days that my kid is at preschool. So I can actually <laughs> like nice. focus on it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, sorry, I'm trying to, th Oh, then you asked about ideas. Um, yeah. Oh boy. The ideas are the most unhealthy part of this relationship <laughs> with reels because I will <laughs> watch reels over and over just mostly so I can hear the sounds but like yeah I feel like um 
I don't know if either of you guys ever watch SNL, but I, I love SNL and I love basically so many comedy shows that I'm just like, mm-hmm. I feel like the world is funnier and I am funnier when I can laugh at somebody else. You know, I'm like, that, that was amazing. That was creative. And then it starts to like get these gears rolling, not to do the same things they're doing because that's, I feel like that's not creative. You know, that's just copying. But I feel like it gets those humor reels going um, in my mind. Um, So anyway, I just watch a ton of them, save a bunch of audio. And then a lot of the time I'll listen to music on the radio and I'll just think of something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get home right now and make that. (laughs) So yeah. I love that. I was dying over your reel when you were like carrying the furniture up the stairs (laughs) thank you that has been my most popular reel ever so really yes it it is currently at 1.6 million views and I I cannot comprehend it so thank you oh it's probably like a thousand of them or maybe (laughs) well that's extra thank you showing people (laughs) my husband I showed it to my husband and then we went back through he's like so critical of I'm like look how funny this person is and like the real test if is, is if it actually makes him laugh yeah and he actually said you were funny oh He's my like, word who is this She's I so feel funny. honored that is great oh. because I will also say that men have been the haters in the comments so that it is nice to hear some, of, some of our real men who can appreciate <laughs> you humor. actually have haters oh my goodness I actually have a lot of haters and it is why it is not fun I'm just like I because they're feeling hurt you know I'm just like yeah. people are people are dealing with their own stuff and sadly their healthiest way to let it out is to talk to somebody they don't even know and say something rude but it's nice when I can rude. when when we can know that that's that's really what it is I'm oh. like these people don't know me yeah they don't good they don't for have you oh thanks. I mean <laughs> I can't imagine like I can't imagine your account of all accounts <laughs> <laughs> want to like offend someone <laughs> oh man I feel like that's just how it is for anybody you know I'm I mean once like, you get in the millions yeah that, that's, that's a lot of what it is it it no longer has a connection to a human being um yeah you're real your your content no longer has a connection to a human being to people and so it, when you can look at it that way and go oh no that rude thing was actually not about me they they just think this is a viral video. And then you're like, oh my gosh, they think it's a viral video. This is so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, once you can disconnect from it a little bit, it's not easy. It has been a big practice. And sometimes I get feisty and right back, but most of the time I try not to. <sighs> well, good for you that you can come at it at such a healthy, from such a healthy angle right? and like realize it's not about you. No. They're hurting. Yeah. Some people, man. Yes. Never read the comments. But you want to read the comments because you want to see what the cool people are saying. Right. Who are nice. Yes. I'm like, I'm here to make friends. But th- my a friend of mine who also grew really big through Reels, um, she – I'm like trying to think of what her handle is right now. I can only think of her real name. But um, <laughs> she she gave me some advice. And she was like, as soon as it gets any, – any video gets over 100,000 views – don't read anything. And she's like, because you'll, you'll already be able to make connections and friends with the people who are coming to watch it for fun. Cause they'll watch your mm-hmm. other stuff too. Yeah. But the people who aren't, 
it's just not going to be helpful to watch. And I was like, okay, I'll do my best. Thanks, Anne. That was great advice. She's great. Um, okay. So what is your favorite part about what you do? Is it the reels, would you say, or like the hunting, finding of the treasures? You know what? I feel like it's probably a total 50-50 toss-up of that. I'm like glancing over to my racks of vintage over here and I'm like (laughs) the fashion that just like getting to play with and shop for clothes all the time is the most awesome thing. But at the same time, I feel like I have become so much more confident in, in just fully being myself and being dorky, but also like dorky can be professional you know I've like Mm -hmm. found this balance through doing reels so it's it's a pretty 50 50 toss-up it's the hunt and the reels (laughs) that's so cool so when you were starting your business I feel like this would be a really tough business to just start like from scratch Mm -hmm. what challenges did you face when you were starting Definitely. Well, I started it with a hundred bucks. <laughs> so wow. that was a challenge. But um, at that point, it felt like a million dollars. I was I was like, because my husband was in it with me. He was not doing it, but he was like this $100. You know, we're, you. we're so yeah, we, we didn't have much. We're living in this tiny thing. And I was like, a $100 at the thrift store, like, Oh, my gosh, this is gonna be the best thing ever. And, and it absolutely was, and it is, and it grew from there. Um, I feel like challenges that I have faced are definitely, um, sizing, especially with vintage, Mm. um, with any kind of one-off piece. That's like one of the most fun things about the business is that it's a bonus to the business because nobody's going to match each other. And that's why you come to buy something like this. But at the same time, there's one of each. And so not only is it a bummer as soon as it's gone when it was a very popular item, but also it sucks to be like, yeah, sorry. Like it's all size two, you know, that that's just not the, that's not what I wanted to be able to do, which is why we then ended up doing our own clothing line on, um, as well that we hand make so that we can have, you can still be unique because they're all made from vintage fabrics. So it's still very, uh, limited, I guess, you know, but it will be for your body. And that, Mm. that was one of the bigger challenges definitely that I faced and still face. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your clothing line. So you're venturing into clothing design and making your own pieces, right? Yes. So in fact, in 2019, um, so my shop had been open just over a year um, that those very issues were bugging me a lot. And, um, Mm -hmm. I also, I, I also just started seeing things and realizing that I had been looking for the same types of things for a while, but I wasn't finding them. And I was like, Mm. what if we, what if we could make them? But I, I don't sew. I mean, I can do like, I can stitch up a hole in a knee or something like that. It won't be pretty, but it it will be fixed, (laughs) um, or put a button on, but so I thought, what if we could make those? And as a kid, I used to always draw dresses. Um, in fact, on uh, little things at church, I would be zoning out and I would just be drawing these little dresses and I'd make them for my friends and myself. And so I started drawing some things up and then hunting for 
a very, very long time for somebody who could help me make it into a reality. Um, Mm. And then in 2020, we launched our Bordeaux dress, um, which was our first item that we did. And it was a blast and a huge learning curve because now I look at that dress and I'm like, I love it so much, but oh boy, I had so much to learn when we launched that dress. <laughs> um, but they're they're all made from vintage or sustainable fabrics. So we do have some new fabrics, but they are sustainably made um, from better sustainable fibers, like organic cotton, some of them, um, but also tinsel, tinsel, which is a fabric that's very long down the line, like made out of driftwood, which sounds crazy, but it's really soft. Um, plenty of things like that. So we, we, it's all sustainable because we want it to be better for the planet, but also better for the people. Um, there's just a very small team of us. There has been three women and uh, behind all of this. And yeah, we just, I, I don't know. There's so much more for people to take care of their things and people to be treated right in fashion. So that's what we're working on. I love that. That's so cool. So you have a team of three. Do you have three employees? Um, So they're they're contracted uh, people. And we actually have just been going through some shifts right now. Um, I've got one. uh, I have one seamstress. And she has been with me from the beginning of all of this. She's awesome. We are just, she's the best thing ever. Um, And then I had a pattern maker who has helped me. Basically all of the pieces that we have done so far, I will have drawn up and done measurements and things, but I I don't know how to translate them into sewing language. So I'll pass them off to her and she creates an actual pattern for my seamstress to then go from. Um, But she is now going off in her own direction. So I am going to be finding a new one. And then my seamstress is having a baby um, as is my assistant back in Utah. Oh so I'm like, whoa, here comes this big change. But we've ta- we've made it through all the changes before, including global you made changes. It through the, so, yeah, yeah, you made it through the pandemic. Exactly. You can make it through anything. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so cool. Well, Abby, thank you so much for talking with us today. This was so fun. This was a blast. so fun to get to know you. So, um, Is there anything you want to pitch? Tell us where we can find you Mm. on socials, website. You have a Reels course, right? Yes, we do. Yes. And that has been one of our, one of the most fun and hard things that we have made Mm. so far, but it has been really successful and helpful to people because Reels just kind of fell into my lap and it was just a blast. And then it just started working. And I was Mm. like, I don't, I don't know how that happened. And then once I dove into it, I'm like, okay, wait, this is how it happened. And it's not because of me. It's because of all these other things in place. So anybody could do it. And it's so much fun. Um, so yes, definitely check out our Reels course on our website at peachvintage.com. Um, however, you can also find it through our social channels at, at the Peach Vintage on Instagram. Um, it'll be there. Yeah. Awesome. We also have well, plenty thank you of so much. Yes, of course. I was just gonna say we also have plenty yeah. of fun things coming out this year in our handmade line too. So definitely stay tuned. Ooh, yeah. Can you give us any uh can. we have a a better and beautiful brand new dress that we'll be launching Ooh. for spring summer. Um and this one has 
this one's gonna be really special. I'm excited about it. It'll be beautiful and it'll be beautiful for all bodies. Um, and then probably a purse. So I'm excited. Exciting. It'll be so Can't fun. Can't wait to see. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. For all things Design Beat, you can follow us on Instagram at Design Beat Podcast. You can also check out our website at designbeatpodcast.com. If you've been loving the podcast, it would mean the world to us if you could share about it on Instagram, maybe hop on your stories, share a screenshot. That helps us out a ton. Also, if you could leave us a review so people can find us, that would be amazing. Talk to you next week.